Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Third Canto, Chapter 27, Texts 26 through 30, The Perfection of Yoga, and Chapter 28, Texts 1 through 7. Text 26. Lord Kapila continued. The influence of material nature cannot harm an enlightened soul, even though he engages in material activities, because he knows the truth of the Absolute, and his mind is fixed on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Lord Kapila says that Mai Manasan, a devotee whose mind is always fixed upon the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is called Atmarama or Vidita Tattva. Atmarama means one who rejoices in the self or one who enjoys in the spiritual atmosphere. Atma, in the material sense, means the body or the mind but when referring to one whose mind is fixed on the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, Atmarama means one who is fixed in spiritual activities in relationship with the Supreme Soul. The Supreme Soul is the personality of Godhead, and the individual soul is the living entity. When they engage in reciprocation of service and benediction, the living entity is said to be in the Atmarama position. This Atmarama position can be attained by one who knows the truth as it is. The truth is that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the enjoyer, and that the living entities are meant for his service and enjoyment. One who knows this truth, and who tries to engage all resources in the service of the Lord, escapes all material reactions and influences of the modes of material nature. An example may be cited in this connection. Just as a materialist engages in constructing a big skyscraper, a devotee engages in constructing a big temple for Vishnu. Superficially, the skyscraper constructor and the temple constructor are on the same level for both are collecting wood, stone, iron, and other building materials. But the person who constructs the skyscraper is a materialist, and the person who constructs a temple of Vishnu is Atmarama. The materialist tries to satisfy himself in relation to his body by constructing the skyscraper, but the devotee tries to satisfy the super-self, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by constructing the temple. Although both are engaged in the association of material activities, the devotee is liberated, and the materialist is conditioned. This is because the devotee, who is constructing the temple, has his mind fixed upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But the non-devotee, who is constructing the skyscraper, has his mind fixed in sense gratification. If, while performing any activity, 
even in material existence. One's mind is fixed upon the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead. One will not be entangled or conditioned. The worker in devotional service, in full Krishna consciousness, is always independent of the influence of material nature. Text 27 When a person thus engages in devotional service and self-realization for many, many years and births, he becomes completely reluctant to enjoy any one of the material planets, even up to the highest planet, which is known as Brahmaloka. He becomes fully developed in consciousness. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Anyone engaged in devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is known as a devotee. But there is a distinction between pure devotees and mixed devotees. A mixed devotee engages in devotional service for the spiritual benefit of being eternally engaged in the transcendental abode of the Lord in full bliss and knowledge. In material existence, when a devotee is not completely purified, he expects material benefits from the Lord in the form of relief from material miseries. He wants material gain, advancement in knowledge of the relationship between the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the living entity, or knowledge as to the real nature of the Supreme Lord. When a person is transcendental to these conditions, he is called a pure devotee. He does not engage himself in the service of the Lord for any material benefit or for understanding of the Supreme Lord. His one interest is that he loves the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he spontaneously engages in satisfying him. The highest example of pure devotional service as that of the gopis of Vrindavan. They are not interested in understanding Krishna, but only in loving him. That platform of love is the pure state of devotional service. Unless one is advanced to this pure state of devotional service, there is a tendency to desire elevation to a higher material position. A mixed devotee may desire to enjoy a comfortable life on another planet with a greater span of life, such as on Brahmaloka. These are material desires. But because a mixed devotee engages in the service of the Lord, ultimately, after many, many lives of material enjoyment, he undoubtedly develops Krishna consciousness. And the symptom of this Krishna consciousness is that he is no longer interested in any sort of materially elevated life. He does not even aspire to become a personality like Lord Brahma. Text 
Texts 28 and 29. My devotee actually becomes self-realized by my unlimited causeless mercy. And thus, when freed from all doubts, he steadily progresses toward his destined abode, which is directly under the protection of my spiritual energy of unadulterated bliss. That is the ultimate perfectional goal of the living entity. After giving up the present material body, the mystic devotee goes to that transcendental abode and never comes back. Report by Srila Prabhupada Actual self-realization means becoming a pure devotee of the Lord. The existence of a devotee implies the function of devotion and the object of devotion. Self-realization ultimately means to understand the personality of Godhead and the living entities, to know the individual self and the reciprocal exchanges of loving service between the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the living entity is self-realization. This cannot be attained by the impersonalists or other transcendentalists. They cannot understand the science of devotional service. Devotional service is revealed to the pure devotee by the unlimited causeless mercy of the Lord. This is especially spoken of here by the Lord, Mat Prasadena, by my special grace. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Only those who engage in devotional service with love and faith receive the necessary intelligence from the Supreme Personality of Godhead so that gradually and progressively they can advance to the abode of the Personality of Godhead. Nishreyasya means the ultimate destination. Sva Samsthana indicates that the impersonalists have no particular place to stay. The impersonalists sacrifice their individuality so that the living spark can merge into the impersonal effulgence emanating from the transcendental body of the Lord. But the devotee has a specific abode. The planets rest in the sunshine, but the sunshine itself has no particular resting place. When one reaches a particular planet, then he has a resting place. The spiritual sky, which is known as Kaivalya, is simply blissful light on all sides, and it is under the protection of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, 1427, Brahmanohi Pratistaham. The impersonal Brahman effulgence rests on the body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In other words, the bodily effulgence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Kaivalya, or impersonal Brahman. In that impersonal effulgence, there are spiritual planets, which are known as Vaikunthas, chief of which is Krishna Loka. Some devotees are elevated to the Vaikuntha planets, and some are elevated to the planet Krishna Loka. According to the desire of the particular devotee, 
he is offered a particular abode, which is known as Swa Samsthana, his desired destination. By the grace of the Lord, the self-realized devotee engaged in devotional service understands his destination even while in the material body. He therefore performs his devotional activities steadily, without doubting, and after quitting his material body, he at once reaches the destination for which he has prepared himself. After reaching that abode, he never comes back to this material world. The words lingad vinir game, which are used here, mean after being freed from the two kinds of material bodies, subtle and gross. The subtle body is made of mind, intelligence, false ego, and contaminated consciousness. And the gross body is made of the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. When one is transferred to the spiritual world, he gives up both the subtle body and the gross bodies of this material world. He enters the spiritual sky in his pure spiritual body and is stationed in one of the spiritual planets. Although the impersonalists also reach that spiritual sky after giving up the subtle and gross material bodies, they are not placed in the spiritual planets. As they desire, they are allowed to merge into the spiritual effulgence emanating from the transcendental body of the Lord. The word svasamsthanum is also very significant. As a living entity prepares himself, so he attains his abode. The impersonal Brahmani fulgence is offered to the impersonalists, but those who want to associate with the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his transcendental form as Narayan in the Vaikunthas or with Krishna in Krishna Loka go to those abodes wherefrom they never return. Text 30. When a perfect yogi's attention is no longer attracted to the byproducts of mystic powers, which are manifestations of the external energy, his progress towards me becomes unlimited, and thus the power of death cannot overcome him. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Yogis are generally attracted by the byproducts of mystic power, for they can become smaller than the smallest, or greater than the greatest, achieve anything they desire, have power even to create a planet, or bring anyone they like under their subjugation. Yogis who have incomplete information of the result of devotional service are attracted by these powers. But these powers are material. They have nothing to do with spiritual progress. As other material powers are created by the material energy, 
mystic yogic powers are also material. A perfect yogi's mind is not attracted by any material power, but it is simply attracted by unalloyed service to the Supreme Lord. For a devotee, the process of merging into the Brahmani fulgence is considered to be hellish, and yogic power, or the preliminary perfection of yogic power, to be able to control the senses, is automatically achieved. As for elevation to higher planets, a devotee considers this to be simply hallucinatory. A devotee's attention is concentrated only upon eternal loving service to the Lord, and therefore the power of death has no influence over him. In such a devotional state, a perfect yogi can attain the status of immortal knowledge and bliss. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 27th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled, Understanding Material Nature. Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, Chapter 28 Kapila's Instructions on the Execution of Devotional Service Text 1 The Personality of Godhead said, My dear mother, O daughter of the king, now I shall explain to you this system of yoga, the object of which is to concentrate the mind by practicing this system, one becomes joyful and progressively advances toward the path of the Absolute Truth. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The yoga process, explained by Lord Kapiladeva in this chapter, is authorized and standard, and therefore these instructions should be followed very carefully. To begin, the Lord says that by yoga practice, one can make progress toward understanding the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the previous chapter, it has been clearly stated that the desired result of yoga is not to achieve some wonderful mystic power. One should not be at all attracted by such mystic power but should attain progressive realization on the path of understanding the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, which states in the last verse of the sixth chapter that the greatest yogi is he who constantly thinks of Krishna within himself, or one who is Krishna conscious. It is stated here that by following this system of yoga, one can become joyful. Lord Kapila, the Personality of Godhead, who is the highest authority on yoga, here explains the yoga system known as Astanga Yoga, which comprises eight different practices, namely Yama, Niyama, Asan, 
pranayam, pratyahara, dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. By all these stages of practice, one must realize Lord Vishnu, who is the target of yoga. There are so-called yoga practices in which one concentrates the mind on voidness or the impersonal, but this is not approved by the authorized yoga system as explained by Kapiladev. Even Patanjali explains that the target of all yoga is Vishnu. Astanga yoga is, therefore, part of Vaishnav practice because its ultimate goal is realization of Vishnu. The achievement of success in yoga is not the acquisition of mystic power, which is condemned in the previous chapter, but rather freedom from all material designations and situation in one's constitutional position. That is the ultimate achievement in yoga practice. Text 2. One should execute his prescribed duties to the best of his ability and avoid performing duties not allotted to him. One should be satisfied with as much gain as he achieves by the grace of the Lord, and one should worship the lotus feet of a spiritual master. Purport in this verse, there are many important words which could be elaborately explained, but we shall briefly discuss the important aspects of each. The final statement is Atmavit Chanana Chanam. Atmavit means self realized soul or bona fide spiritual master. Unless one is self realized, and knows what his relationship with the Supersoul is, he cannot be a bona fide spiritual master. Here it is recommended that one should seek out a bona fide spiritual master and surrender unto him, Archanam, for by inquiring from and worshipping him, one can learn spiritual activities. The first recommendation is Svadharma Charanam, as long as we have this material body, there are various duties prescribed for us. Such duties are divided by a system of four social orders, Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaisha, and Sudra. These particular duties are mentioned in the Shastras, and particularly in Bhagavad Gita. Svadharma Charanam means that one must discharge the prescribed duties of his particular division of society faithfully and to the best of his ability. One should not accept another's duty. If one is born in a particular society or community, he should perform the prescribed duties for that particular division. If, however, one is fortunate enough to transcend the designations of birth in a particular society or community by being elevated to the standard of spiritual identity, then his svadharma, or duty, 
is solely that of serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The actual duty of one who is advanced in Krishna consciousness is to serve the Lord. As long as one remains in the bodily concept of life, he may act according to the duties of social convention. But if one is elevated to the spiritual platform, he must simply serve the Lord. That is the real execution of Svadharma. Text 3. One should cease performing conventional religious practices and should be attracted to those which lead to salvation. One should eat very frugally and should always remain secluded so that he can achieve the highest perfection of life. Purport by Srila Prabhupada it is recommended herein that religious practice for economic development or satisfaction of sense desires should be avoided. Religious practices should be executed only to gain freedom from the clutches of material nature. It is stated in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam that the topmost religious practice is that by which one can attain to the transcendental devotional service of the Lord without reason or cause. Such religious practice is never hampered by any impediments, and by its performance, one becomes actually satisfied. Here, this is recommended as moksha dharma, religious practice for salvation, or transcendence of the clutches of material contamination. Generally, people execute religious practices for economic development or sense gratification. But that is not recommended for one who wants to advance in yoga. The next important phrase is mita medyadanam, which means that one should eat very frugally. It is recommended in the Vedic literatures that a yogi eat only half of what he desires according to his hunger. If one is so hungry that he could devour one pound of foodstuffs, then instead of eating one pound, he should consume only half a pound and supplement this with four ounces of water. One-fourth of the stomach should be left empty for the passage of air in the stomach. If one eats in this manner, he will avoid indigestion and disease. The yogi should eat in this way as recommended in the Srimad Bhagavatam and other standard scriptures. The yogi should live in a secluded place where his yoga practice will not be disturbed. Text 4. One should practice nonviolence and truthfulness, should avoid thieving, and be satisfied with possessing as much as he needs for his maintenance. Text 5. 
He should abstain from sex life, perform austerity, be clean, study the Vedas, and worship the supreme form of the supreme personality of Godhead. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The word purusarchanam in this verse means worshipping the supreme personality of Godhead, especially the form of Lord Krishna. In Bhagavad Gita it is confirmed by Arjuna that Krishna is the original Purusha, or personality of Godhead, Purusham Shasvatam. Therefore, in yoga practice, one not only must concentrate his mind on the person of Krishna, but must also worship the form or deity of Krishna daily. A brahmachari practices celibacy, controlling his sex life. One cannot enjoy unrestricted sex life and practice yoga. That is rascaldom. So-called yogis advertise that one can go on enjoying as one likes and simultaneously become a yogi. But this is totally unauthorized. It is very clearly explained here that one must observe celibacy. Brahmacharyam means that one leads his life simply in relationship with Brahman or in full Krishna consciousness. Those who are too addicted to sex life cannot observe the regulations which will lead them to Krishna consciousness. Sex life should be restricted to persons who are married. A person whose sex life is restricted in marriage is also called a brahmachari. The word astehyam is also very important for a yogi. Astehyam means to refrain from theft. In the broader sense, everyone who accumulates more than he needs is a thief. According to spiritual communism, one cannot possess more than he needs for his personal maintenance. That is the law of nature. Anyone who accumulates more money and more possessions than he needs is called a thief. And one who simply accumulates wealth without spending for sacrifice or worship of the personality of Godhead is a great thief. Svadhyaya means reading the authorized Vedic scriptures. Even if one is not Krishna conscious and is practicing the yoga system, he must read standard Vedic literatures in order to understand. Performance of yoga alone is not sufficient. Narutam Das Thakur, a great devotee and acharya in the Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya, says that all spiritual activities should be understood from three sources, namely, saintly persons, standard scriptures, and the spiritual master. These three guides are very important for progress in spiritual life. The spiritual master prescribes standard literature for the prosecution of yoga, of devotional service, and he himself speaks only from scriptural reference. Therefore, reading standard scriptures is necessary for executing yoga. Practicing yoga without reading the standard literatures is simply a waste of time.
Text 5. One must observe silence. Acquire steadiness by practicing different yogic postures. Control the breathing of the vital air. Withdraw the senses from sense objects and thus concentrate the mind on the heart. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The yogic practices in general, and hatha yoga in particular, are not ends in themselves. They are means to attain the end of attaining steadiness. First, one must be able to sit properly, and then the mind and attention will become steady enough for practicing yoga. Gradually, one must control the circulation of vital air, and with such control, he will be able to withdraw the senses from sense objects. In the previous verse, it is stated that one must observe celibacy. The most important aspect of sense control is controlling sex life. That is called brahmacharya. By practicing the different sitting postures and controlling the vital air, one can control and restrain the senses from unrestricted sense enjoyment. Text 6 Fixing the vital air and the mind in one of the six circles of vital air circulation within the body, thus concentrating one's mind on the transcendental pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is called samadhi, or samadhana, of the mind. Purport by Srila Prabhupada there are six circles of vital air circulation within the body. The first circle is within the belly. The second circle is in the area of the heart. The third is in the area of the lungs. The fourth is on the palate. The fifth is between the eyebrows. And the highest, the sixth circle, is above the brain. One has to fix his mind and the circulation of vital air, and thus think of the transcendental pastimes of the Supreme Lord. It is never mentioned that one should concentrate on the impersonal, or void. It is clearly stated, Vaikuntha Lila. Lila means pastimes. Unless the Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead, has transcendental activities, where is the scope of thinking of these pastimes? It is through the processes of devotional service, chanting and hearing of the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that one can achieve this concentration. As described in the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Lord appears and disappears according to his relationships with different devotees. The Vedic literatures contain many narrations of the Lord's pastimes, including the Battle of Kurukshetra, and historical facts relating to the life and precepts of devotees, like Prahlad Maharaj, Dhruva Maharaj, and Ambarish Maharaj. One need only concentrate his mind on one such narration and become always absorbed in its thought. Then he will be in Samadhi. Samadhi 
is not an artificial bodily state. It is the state achieved when the mind is virtually absorbed in thoughts of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 7. By these processes, or any other true process, one must control the contaminated, unbridled mind, which is always attracted by material enjoyment, and thus fix himself in thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Etar Anyaischa The general yoga process entails observing the rules and regulations, practicing the different sitting postures, concentrating the mind on the vital circulation of air, and then thinking of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his Vaikuntha pastimes. This is the general process of yoga. The same concentration can be achieved by other recommended processes, and therefore, anyaischa, other methods, can also be applied. The essential point is that the mind, which is contaminated by material attraction, has to be bridled and concentrated on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It cannot be fixed on something void or impersonal, for this reason, so-called yoga practices of voidism and impersonalism are not recommended in any standard yoga shastra. The real yogi is the devotee, because his mind is always concentrated on the pastimes of Lord Krishna. Therefore, Krishna consciousness is the topmost yoga system. <laughs> 